Chuck. All right, so welcome everyone. Um, it's Benjamin. I'm very, very happy to have all of you here. So thank you very much for uh, connecting with us today for this first episode, season one of the, the, the Rising Phoenix, a 60 perspective into the world. So this is gonna be an amazing time all together every Sunday that we're gonna have here with Tom and Cheryl. And uh, yeah, I'm very, very excited. So for those of you who are live, I'm gonna ask you to just unmute your mic and to keep your mic unmute. Uh, really at the end and end, if you guys do have questions, you can eventually you know, just comment on the chat and ask your questions. But I really wanna keep this uh, podcast, like this series as just a presentation and interaction with only Tom, Cheryl and myself. Um, it will be usually between an hour, an hour and a half. Uh, we're gonna have a little slide that can you know, present you uh, the topics that we will cover every time. Um, it's a podcast that I build, um, that you know, I, I design it, uh, create it. And it's really something that is made to go very progressive. So we're gonna take you from like the completely beginning, you know nothing about human design and we're just gonna go slowly into what is human design, what is happening today on earth, what it means to be 6'2", what is going on with 2027, you know, what's the incarnation cross of planning and going to the incarnation cross, the sleeping phoenix, etc., etc. So stay tuned. If you cannot make the class and you miss it, don't worry. I'm recording every class and it will be on uh, the next Tuesday available on YouTube. So I will upload the podcast so it will be available on YouTube. So everyone who is not a 6'2 can have access to uh, the video. But I really want to offer this opportunity, like this exclusive live only for 6'2 right now. So. In this room, we have only six twos, so you guys can really feel safe and you guys can really <clears> feel like, yeah, this is our tribe. And if the world wanna have a look on who we are, they will have access to the YouTube recording. Um, I, I hope it makes sense for you guys. So I'm gonna share my screen and um, yeah, and we're gonna start uh, this beautiful journey. So again, welcome to season one, The Rising Phoenix. It's the first episode of a super long series and I'm very excited. <laughs> and uh, um, so welcome to Human Design and a 60 Perspective. Today we have the amazing privilege to have Tom and Cheryl. Tom, he's a manifesting generator. He spent 25 years with Ra. Pretty everything that you guys can listen and hear about human design, when it's right talking, you can be pretty sure Tom recorded it. Um, so so that, that's amazing. Then we have Cheryl. Uh, Cheryl is in human design for um, around five years, I believe. You, you, you let me know if I'm yes. wrong. And uh, she's a 6'2 splenic projector, um, amazing person. She has been one of the, like, the first guide for me each time I'm so fucked up, I'm stuck in my mind, whatever it is, she's always here to support me. And I can tell this is a gift to have a functional projector in my life. And so thank you so much for being here. So thank you. yeah, I'm gonna let you guys introduce yourself. So Tom, please, if you, if you feel sharing more about yourself, uh, it's all yours. <laughs> okay, <clears throat> well, Tom Pfeiffer here. 
Good to have this intimate experience with all of you. If you don't believe it's intimate, you must know that I'm sitting in a cowboy hat in my underwear. So um, <laughs> you really can have an intimate experience online. Um, I had the uh, amazing experience of being exposed to design 27 years ago. Uh, one of the first people in the country to have that experience and um, it resonated with me right away. Uh, the moment I heard the things that Chaitanya was telling me, uh, I went, oh my God, there's, there's something here, okay? Then Chaitanya disappeared and I was in the position of trying to find out what I could because Chaitanya disappeared as Chaitanya had a tendency to do. All right, he's a projector and he would just go away with everything. But at any rate, uh, I managed to follow into this and went to what I thought was going to be a weekend course and here I am 27 years later, still taking courses. I mean, the profundity and the sheer size of this piece of revelatory information is not only amazing, but it's also quite useful and functional. So that's all I'll have to say about myself for an intro, but needless to say, you'll hear a good bit more from me. Thank you, Tom. Thank you, thank you. Cheryl. How do you want to introduce yourself? I invite you, go for it. <laughs> yeah. Hi everyone, I'm Cheryl. I am a splenic projector with a left angle cross of mass. I'm currently on the roof. I think I have still 10 more years and I got invited five years ago into human design and I just, you know, I felt really called out to, you know, start this experiment and yeah, it, it, it changed my life you know i feel more myself i accepted people around me more for themselves and i'm really blessed that i um you know it, it i became became part of me and it came into my life so i'm happy to be here and to get to know all of you and share some knowledge and connect and guide you in any way thank you ben. thank you yeah thank you uh, nice. So now to just quickly introduce myself. <clears throat> so I think you guys pretty know me. Um, I'm Benjamin Torres. So I'm a generator, 62, born under the cross, uh, the left angle cross of the prevention. I discovered human design eight years ago now in 2012. Um, but I really started, I want to say, to live my design, to fully go into this knowledge five years ago when uh, I started the class with Cheryl together, the, the Living Your Design class. It is definitely um, a life-changing experience. It is something that fully transformed my life in a way I couldn't imagine, in, in a way I couldn't possibly imagine. Um, so I think, I think that's it for, for the introduction. I'm very glad that all of you guys join our group, that we have the B60 group on Facebook, and I'm very happy to see that the group is really alive. Like you guys are really, you know, uh, active in the group, and, and it's amazing. It, it always uh, warm up my, my heart to see that people share, you know, their uh, problems or they share their experiences, and, and it's really amazing. So thank you to all of you to, to being here. And um, I always say, 6-2, we are visionary mystic. We are like mystical people who have a vision for the world. So let's dive into this knowledge. And again, welcome here. Let's start with the man, 
the man who put us into this trouble. Uh, Tom, what do you have to, to share about Ra? Like the, so the knowledge was given to us, to, to, to Ra, in 1987 in Ibiza, but what do you have to say about um, Ra, this 5-1 manifester, about um, this knowledge that is coming into the world, like in a very interesting time? So what's your, what's your thought on it? Well, the first thing you can say about Raz, he's a tremendous messenger. He's an incredible heretic investigator and a tremendous messenger. He tells the truth as well as he sees the truth. Of course, you always have to take a look at a person's design and, and filter what is necessary to filter. But the man had what is required to be able to put this information into the world. He had the, um, the ego, shall we say. Mm -hmm. the individuality uh, so he's very much about mutation very much about only interested in people if he can mutate them not a particularly social person not a particularly warm person very little tribal aspects in this man and the one that is there is the 40th hexagram leave me alone <laughs> yeah which is my son as well all right and i understand what that is about it's not about leave me alone it's about don't call me out unless the call is worth answering you know uh, so, you know, Ra was a, a tremendous messenger and an incredible heretic. He put the message out and that's upset the entire world. <laughs> Thank you for <laughs> causing that kind of trouble. It's just exactly the kind of trouble we need to, as Ra would say, boom, shatter the, cr the crystallized and concretized nonsense that we think, we think, we think we know to be able to get back to the, our inner authority and find out what there is to know. Okay, uh, you know, things coming from the outside may be good, may be bad, may be anything in between. But one thing we can be incredibly clear about if it's coming from the outside, it's not you. Mm -hmm. So, the first thing this information gives us is the ability to filter what's coming at us ourselves through our own decision making capacity. This is the beauty, it's very simple. It's like what we really need to know, we learned in kindergarten. So, we go back to the basics. It's so intrinsic that six twos know what those basics are right now so that they can make use of the pressure rather than to be pressurized by the pressure that we are all under right now as six twos. Separate from the call, unless it's a good call, this is a good call at the right time to be called. Mm -hmm. And he did a tremendous job of calling us out. Yeah, yeah, totally. And I remember because... Tom and I spent um, almost the whole winter together in, in Boulder, Colorado. And I remember you were always telling me, um, uh, oh, shoot, just forget it. Um, how, how, so Ra, you know, it was, oh yeah, how Ra was saying as a 5-1, he, he won't have the ability to really enjoy this knowledge. You know, you, you were telling me that Ra was kind of like peace because all the rewards will be on the six, you know, on the six two. So would you like to share a bit more about this? Like what do you mean by, by saying that? Well, you know, paranoid insecure, five one, okay? Um, he had to put his feet to the fire, put himself out there and put this heresy into the world for the benefit of all. But um, as he said, it will be the sixes that carry this into the world. We have a major experience coming our way. It's already here, but it comes in mass in 2027. We have a species shift, 
At the same time, we go from the first line insecure, asking everyone outside of ourselves for information rather than looking for it on the inside. We're not going one step. We're going from one to six. That's mm -hmm. the biggest leap you can take. In evolution, it's what we refer to as an and suddenly. It's the hundredth monkey arriving on the stage. And there's going to be tremendous amount of change happen in the world, much faster than anybody can imagine that it will happen. Mm -hmm. Specifically for those of us that are paying attention and have some understanding as to what that actually is. If you had a difficult decade for the last 10 years, count yourself amongst the blessed because you have already done a fair amount of the work that is going to be required to accept the new, where you really accept the new as something that you do not know. It is new. We don't know what it is yet, okay? Six lines are attuned to it because we're not interested in the pasture. We're interested in the future. There's not much in the pasture except for things to step in usually don't smell that good. It's mm -hmm. the future that we're heading towards. As you, you know, as six twos, it, what, how lovely it is to speak to a group of people. There's no language translation necessary here. We all speak the same language. You, we use the same keynotes. Mm -hmm. You know what it is to be disinterested in what has already been done. We are yeah. aloof to that. We are interested in what is possible that has not yet even be con been considered or thought of. Yeah. And yet it's so new that we must get into the receptive rather than the strategic mode if we are to be effective at bringing that in. Yeah, totally. Not, and it will not be about what we say. It will be what people observe us doing. We are not here to talk about it. We will talk about it. We're doing that today. But ultimately, we are here to walk the talk. And that is the only form of leadership that we would have any interest in as 6-2. Yeah, totally. People who have a need to lead make terrible leaders. We're currently being supposedly led by a bunch of them, okay? Mm -hmm. But people that are being correct in themselves and happen to notice that others are following, well, there's leader right there. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's the beauty also, you know, you say, you say we are receptive today and it's not anymore about this strategic uh, mind. And I, and I believe it's the beauty of being receptive is that we don't know what it's coming and we can only surrender and by being correct for ourselves as ourselves um right. that that's when the magic happened right yes and thank you for mentioning the channel of surrender the channel of surrender the the 4426 mm -hmm. the surrendering is transmitting a better way <laughs> yeah it's not surrendering yeah. it's transmitting a better way okay mm -hmm. that's what that's the call we've all been waiting for for thousands nice. of years and no longer waiting it's here nice it's here nice yeah yeah cheryl what's your um what's your thought what's your opinion what's your experience i, I don't want to say with ra because you you haven't met him personally mm -hmm. but like what's your how would you describe you know human design and how would you describe like ra what what does he represent for you what what the human design represent for you well, that's quite a question that's not really uh, <laughs> specific. Okay, yeah. uh, let me see. Um, um, what does human design mean to me? It's, yeah, how, you know, how, it's, like, how would you describe human design, you know, like for someone who absolutely never heard about it? Like what? Well, see, that's something that's 
Wow, this is a question I, that, that I get a lot, you know, what is human design? And it, 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 my answer is always different. It depends on the person who's asking, you know, do I really feel called out to answer in a really, um, you know, with a lot of knowledge or not, you know, because some people ask, but they don't really, you know, I'm a projector and you don't feel the recognition in the, in the question, mm-hmm. you know, what is human design? So, so it's always different, but for me, it's, yeah, it's everything. It's, it's my life. It's mm-hmm. this knowledge is so it's amazing. It's magic mm-hmm. to me. It's magic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Ra, you know, in the beginning, you know, he's a five, one manifester and like my dad, Mm-hmm. And, you know, the, the way he talked and he shared knowledge, I could feel the same energy that my dad had, you know, mm-hmm. like collecting information. It's not, mm-hmm. you know, and sharing and, 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 and then the, the influence. And yeah, I think he's great. In the beginning, it, it scared me a little bit because, because my, you know, the, my father was an authoritative figure in my life. So, and yeah. you felt the energy, but he is great. And I, it's even more interesting because he and I have the same variables, variables, mm-hmm, did I say mm-hmm, it correctly? Mm-hmm. And, you know, so I do wonder and I'm more curious, you know, what that's, how that relates to me, to mm-hmm. him, you mm-hmm. know? So, yeah. Nice. Thank you for sharing. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, um, for sure, Ra was an incredible messenger and, for those of you who don't know this, well, Ra was Canadian. He's, he was Canadian. He was living in Canada and he just like left everything. Actually, Tom, do you want to share this story? Because it's quite like incredible as, you know, the, the way a splenic manifesto just went to this shop one day and left the car and everything and went to Ibiza. It's, it's kind of incredible. It's a fun story. You know what they say about a story. Don't got to be true. Just got to be interesting. This one happens to be both. Yeah. (laughs) You know, if you look at Ra's chart, and of course, it's always good. You get the the knee-jerk sight from a chart. But if you look deeper, there's many more things to see. If you look at Ra's chart as a 5-1, he has, I don't know, 12, 10, 12, 13 activations that are first lines. Mm -hmm. Something Something to think about. This is a man who was rather insecure, all those ones there, who was terrified of anything more powerful than him based upon his thinking of the time, okay? He got over that relatively quickly, okay? Fairly well off and fairly arrogant and fairly um, um, privileged human being who woke up with a tenure at the University of Montreal with a wife and a child with a company and employees, and he just woke up one day. I mean, that's what the 57 does is wake you up. That's what the Mm -hmm. 51 does is wake you up. He's a clarion. He had no choice but to wake up. What he woke up to was, it's like the song, uh, uh, how, how did I get here? This is not my beautiful life. This is not my life. How did I get here? And his, he came to the recognition that the life he was living wasn't his. It was one that was perpetrated upon him, shall we say, the, uh, the powerful effect of conditioning, okay? Now, he's a total freak. The last thing he's here to do and capable of doing is listening to others. Now, he spent a first amount of peop- a, a time listening to people and doing what he thought he was supposed to do to so-called succeed, to achieve success. 
when he had reached that place, he came to realize how absolutely meaningless it was to him because it was all about what has been done and not about the mutation. He's a total individual. There's nothing to do but mutate as far as this person is concerned. So at any rate, he gets in his car and he says, you know, I don't know whose life this is, but it's not mine. He gets in his car and goes down to the pharmacy, leaves the Cadillac running in front of the pharmacy, steps into the pharmacy, buys a pack of cigarettes, steps out the back of the pharmacy, heads for the bus station, which is only walking distance, catches the bus, gets on the bus, goes to the airport, catches a plane, finds himself in Amsterdam. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he left the life that was not his life. Okay, this is what an individual is going to do. They're going to reach a place where they just simply have to do something that is about them rather than about everybody else. And so he gets to Ibiza and he's in this little pension hotel there in Amsterdam. He wakes up a, bu a bunch of American tourists there and he says, where are you going? He says, I don't know. He said, I know where I'm leaving. <laughs> and they said, oh, well, if you're leaving somewhere, you need to go to Ibiza. That's where everybody who wants to get away from it all goes. He says, and that was like 30 years ago, right? Like in... Yes, yes 35 years ago. 35 perhaps. years ago, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, 30, 35, something like that. I don't know the exact number, but a long time ago. Mm -hmm. uh, he was a young guy, you know? And so he he's, finds himself in Ibiza, and these people say, go, to, go there. So he goes there, and there's all these little rowinas there, these boat launches that they don't use anymore. And so all the black sheep that go to the island to get away from it all, they hang out on the beach and they live in these little rowinas. And so one day he is, um, he's picked up a dog by the name of Barley Baker, okay? And Barley follows him all around this, that, and the other. And there's a tribal rule. If you walk into one of these rowinas and other someone else's things are there, you turn around and walk out. You don't mm -hmm. step into another person's territory. And mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, the tribe can be rather severe about you breaking its rules. So people tend to follow that. He's walking home one evening and there's a light on in his place. And he says, I didn't leave a light on. You know, the lights were candles at the time, right? But I didn't leave a light on. Who's in my place? He steps into this place and steps into the experience. And the first thing that he had as a memory was Barley Baker's skull hitting the floor. It was as if someone had yanked the life out of this dog and blam, just hit the floor. That's where that dog laid for eight days. And Ra's first reaction was anger. You hurt my dog. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, that, and this is when the eight days of the experience of human design and the global incarnation index and the gray stories all came through. Human design came through in the first three days. The incarnation index came through in the second three days, and the gray stories came through in the last two days. His story, yes, you've got it, Encounter with the Voice. Yeah, that, yeah. That is the story. If you want the full hour-long story, that's a great resource to go listen to. It's really quite phenomenal. The interesting thing about this man was he, like he said, I don't know where I'm going. I know where I'm leaving. The last thing he expected was to be called out to some kind of a mystical experience. This is a very logical individual. He wasn't interested in the mystical or the abstract. He, you know, don't tell me, show me, prove yeah. it to me, you know, that kind of guy. And we can um, really see like that the, the, in his design as a splenic manifesto, someone who is really in the now, you know, and with 
with a, a sun in 51, uh, earth in 57, the, the intuition in the now, empowering himself through behavior in the now. So it's really like he had just a, a, an awakening in the now, like a wake up call, hey, what am I doing? This is not my life. And, and intuitively in the now, he just followed the spleen and that's how he ended up in Ibiza, right? Exactly. I mean, uh, and he didn't know he was doing that at the moment. Mm -hmm. He was just being himself as best he could. And his attempt at being himself was to get away from the not self that he recognized. Mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. I don't know whose life this is, but it certainly isn't mine. Yeah. So, you know. It's now, a powerful story. Yeah, I really like it. It's a very powerful story because we can. Very powerful yeah. story. Yeah. So, you know, so, so he's there, you know, for several months hanging out on the, on the beach with bunch of people half his age that are black sheep escaping from the world. And uh, he's doing a hell of a lot of drugs and hanging out with people. And when he stepped through that door and stepped into that experience, he instantaneously knew why mm -hmm. he had been called to that place and was doing all these psychedelics. Because he said, if I hadn't have been doing all those psychedelics, the experience would have killed me on the spot. <laughs> it was an extremely painful experience, physically, psychologically and emotional to him this is a very arrogant man very yeah, well off when we all listen of a sudden, yeah when we listen he's um so guys i really invite you to to check this uh, encounter with the voice on youtube he said he say like he was raped exactly say like someone like penetrated him he said like i was raped i didn't ask for this right yeah he didn't ask for it didn't wasn't particularly interested in it. his reaction is why me and yeah. what he said, he said, for a lack of a better term, I call it a voice, okay? Mm -hmm. And the first thing it said to me, the arrogant, well-off <laughs> man that I am, is, are you ready to work now, dog? <laughs> and remember, his best friend, Barley Baker, the dog, was on the floor apparently dead. <laughs> wow. And now he's being called a dog. Wow. So he came to recognize there was nothing to do but yield, which is a tremendous thing to do for a person who's as young as he is, mm -hmm. who's a manifester as he was, and as strategic as he was. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But bear in mind, he was called out because he had what would be required to do this. By the way, as a sidebar, he's not the only person that experienced this. Mm -hmm. And what's the chances that I would have met the other person that experienced this? I did meet the other person, and that's another tremendous story for another time. That's a very yeah, that's a very interesting story for for another time for sure. Yeah. I think in a the second or third episode, um, um I, I put something together, and I, and we will talk more about this, like in episode two or episode three, uh, for sure. But yeah, thank you, Tom, for sharing the the story about Ra. I think it's always interesting. I don't know if it's a six two things, but personally, I really enjoy knowing where the knowledge comes from and you know what's the story behind because um i always say to people who do you listen to you know who do you listen to where where this information come from like be sure that the person you listen well is living the knowledge or like you know it's something with a good foundation and and knowing the background a little bit of ra and how like the the human design came into into his life and into the world i think it's pretty interesting and fascinating especially like 35 years ago, 32 years ago, um, um, for this time right now. Um, so very interesting. 
And well, what, an ex what an experience it was for him to have another life handed to him. I mean, that's why yeah. he left the life, but he didn't know what was going to be handed to him. Yeah. He had no idea. He was mad as a hatter after this experience of eight days. By the way, the dog got up after eight days. No food, no water, nothing. The dog was fine. The dog was fine. No food, no water for eight days, both of them. They survived it. They were nourished by something else, okay? Wow. But the interesting thing about, um, well, that's enough for now. That's enough for now. Okay, okay. <laughs> okay, I want to I wanna, um, just like relate about what you said, you know, like based on Ra's design. And I want you guys to have a look on something that is very, very fascinating and interesting. Um, in human design, I don't know if you guys use mybodygraph.com, but I really invite you if you want to use a software to check the chart, you know, if you want to get your family's chart, your friend's chart, or even yourself, um, I really invite you to use mybodygraph.com, which is a very good software. If you go here to the new, you can click on new and you can go to the just now, just now charts. And what it does is basically it gives you the just now. So it gives you the transit of the day and it gives you exactly right now what we are all experiencing. And as you can see, we do have this channel uh, of integration, like the 57, 10, 10, 20, exactly the same like Ra had. Um, exactly. And that, that's exactly. what I want to I want, I go into it today. And we're going to spend a little bit of time so you guys can see actually how the mechanic works and how human design, it's a program. And we are living in a program. And it's kind of fascinating to see how the program is deeply, deeply, deeply moving us around. And in 2018, I had this incredible chance to meet uh, Jim Carrey and Kenny Reese, and it was amazing. And one of the first things that really shocked me when Kenny Reese say, you know, Matrix, it, it, it wasn't a movie, it was a documentary. And I was like, whoa, 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 what do you mean? <laughs> and it's like, well, if you deeply have a look, everything is a program. And it may not be the same like Matrix, the movie, but we are run by a program and it's a deep, deep program. Um, I don't know what, Cheryl, you think about this, how you can uh, experience this or how, you know, your thoughts are before we go into the transit of the day and we explain a little bit. But like, do, do you have anything that you want to share about this? What, what, the matrix? Yeah, about, about, you know, the, like, <laughs> about the program, you know, like as a projector, how do you feel, you know, this, this, this world that we are living in? Like if, if yeah, you have at the something moment, to say. Yeah. yeah, well, at the moment you can see the programming shifting, the transformation, you know, like mm -hmm. the, the ending of the cross of planning and mm -hmm. how we're shifting in, in the, the cross of the sleeping phoenix. And for me, it's, you know, the whole you know social distancing and quarantine mm -hmm. i'm on the roof it's basically my life the last couple of years so mm -hmm. i am not in that program that we see now the fear program you know that, that's playing out mm -hmm. and um yeah it, it's actually really amazing to observe as a passenger mm -hmm. what's going around what's happening mm -hmm. you know we're really sitting on that that's why we're so blessed the, when we're on the roof you can really observe what is really going on mm -hmm. and um yeah nice it's <laughs> <laughs> not a specific question okay yeah, i get yeah, it you, have, you, 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 you ask me a few questions yeah. in uh, after each other so i don't know 
Okay. What question to answer? <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Um, <laughs> all right. So yeah, the transit. Let Let's dive into it because this is going to be fascinating for you guys to have a look. Uh, last week, we were into gate twenty-one. This is where we came from. Uh, the gate twenty-one, the biting through the gate of the hunter and huntress. You know, it's it's a gate that is coming from the ego center, pointing towards the throats and his harmony gate, the gate um, 45, is the channel of money, you know, a design of materialism. Um, the gate 21 is the gate who wants to control the resources, you know, who wants to have the control in, in resources. Um, and that was funny because last week, I really was stuck in my head trying to control my finance resources. I was here, I was trying to figure it out. How can I make more money? How can I be in control? What can I do? Blah, blah, blah. And then I just realized, well, hold on a minute. And I checked the transit again. And I was like, wow, I'm deeply, deeply moved by the transit, by this gate 21st. You know, human design is, is based on neutrinos. And the neutrinos is by science. It has been proven today by science. You know, this is what we are living in. It's like a field, a field of consciousness. It's an ocean of neutrinos and we are living in this huge, massive ocean of neutrinos. And the neutrinos are the little tiny particle of energy that have mass. And because they do have mass, they have an information and they are penetrating us every second. Right now, there are like billions of neutrinos between the computer and myself and billions of neutrinos everywhere. So we are deeply, deeply vulnerable. Like we are deeply, deeply passive and receptive. And that's the beauty of human design. Um, yesterday or two days ago, we, we, we shifted from gate 21 to gate 51, the arousing, the gate of the shock. And what this gate says, and so when, when we have a look here, um, it's quite fascinating because it's the ability to respond to disorder and shock through recognition and adaptation. If you guys remember a few weeks ago uh, when all the coronavirus and everything started, well, the transit was in gate 36. And gate 36, it's crisis. It's here, the darkening of the light, the gate of crisis. And the harmony gate pointing you know, towards the throat, it's the gate of progress, the gate of change. So in time of crisis, we are looking for progression. And that's what was happening when the coronavirus started. And then we went into gate 25, the 25 that was a return to innocence, to self-love. And, 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 and then we had this gate 21. And now we are in gate 51, the shock. So from the past experience, we have the ability to, to recognize the disorder that shocked us so we can move and, and, and going to what's the next one, the next hexagram, the gate 42, increase the gate of growth. So can you see like the mechanic and we can change the view, we can put the view as a mandala wheel. So we can see in the mandala, you know, it was, 36, 25, 17. Oh yeah, we had the opinion 
that was that was the time where everyone was like giving his opinion about what's going on on the planet everyone wants to be a coach everyone wants to tell you what to do right <laughs> that was such a joke that was really funny to observe and then we went into this 21 okay and and i don't know if you guys saw it but i was about to see it everyone on facebook and instagram was trying to figure out how to make the most of this quarantine and trying to find another way on how to make money how to make profit you know out of it and that was kind mm -hmm. of like really the background frequency and now we are in this gate for, um, 51 the gate of shock honestly i wouldn't be surprised that in the next few days we have like aliens and ufo everywhere that's going to shock us <laughs> right <laughs> lots so, of downloads yeah, yeah. Tom, do you have anything to share with this? Because because uh, um, I know you do have things to share about the transit. What would you like to, to say? Yes, it, it is a beautiful thing to observe. Um, it, it, can you put that up? Go yeah. back to the thing you had just up so, so everyone can follow. Okay, so we're in the 51, the awakening. By the way, we're four days away from Ra's birthday. Okay. Wow. Something, something to be cognizant of. Yeah that all of this stuff is coming to fruition and all of this stuff we've been led to do all this now because it is a time to get to the clarion. This is where we're heading. What is the clarion? The one who knows, okay? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Or the one who can transmit what he knows, okay? All right, so if back to the wheel for a second to, to carry yep. on here, to yep. let's go a little bit into the future, okay? So we have the 51 and then we come to the 42, which mm -hmm. is what? The completion of a cycle. It's the maturation. It's the fruit on the trees. So if you've been paying attention doing all these waves of chaos, so-called, mm -hmm. the waves of chaos are there simply to break up the crystallization and the concretizing so that we can learn to surf the rocks, get used to the idea that something new is coming. The foundations we have stood on are no longer going to be the foundations. Okay? If you look at what's after the 42, what do we have? The third hexagram, difficulty at the beginning. Okay, here is the new files. This is what is replacing the old files, okay? This is what is new. If you have been receptive to the shaking of your world, okay, as, it, as you thought, you thought, you thought that it was, then you're not gonna be freaked out and you're gonna be open and receptive Instead of fearful, you're going to be more in search of love than you are fear, and that's what's coming in these new files. If you look what follows after that, the 27th hexagram, it's what to care about. It's all about nurturement, what to respond to, what to feel responsible for. I've, I liken it to the idea of taking the ruler by which we have always measured the worth of things, erasing all the increments off that ruler, paying attention to the new files and putting new lines of measurement on that ruler. And this is what people are doing in this so-called quarantine. You're only being quarantined from that which is distracting you all the time. Okay, mm -hmm. now you sit and be with yourself. Notice the conjunction between Jupiter, which is expansion, and Pluto, which is the truth. Okay, you got a conjunction. You got Jupiter expanding what kind of truth? the inner truth. So what are we doing? We're sitting at home with ourselves and pondering why we do what we do and if we want to continue to do that to get the same result. Six twos are not particularly interested in that. 
We're not interested in what's already been done. We're interested in, possible, in what's possible that hasn't even been conceived yet. Mm -hmm. This is why mm -hmm. you can see the movement here. This is in the going from the first channel of initiation to the channel of civilization. Initiation is the beginning, okay? Now we're moving into this next quarter, okay, of civilization. How do we make it better than it was before? This is an annual process that goes on, but it's also a much larger process than that. If you look at where Chiron has been floating around, it's been floating around in the 25th hexagram. This is the only hexagram that says anything about what it is to actually be healthy. What mm -hmm. it is to be healthy is re to return to the innocence of yourself. Be yourself. That's why we're all sitting in our homes in the so-called quarantine mm -hmm. for reasons above and beyond the reasons that are currently being given in the local news. Get your news from further out. That's the neutrino stream coming through. If you're paying attention, you're going to be well informed. Enough said for now. Yep, yep. Thank you. So yeah, just to, um, <clears throat> for you guys to see exactly what Tom was saying. So when we have a look on this mandala wheel, we divide the wheel in four quarter. So we start here, um, tuck, 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 tuck. Where, where is it here? 41. So we, yeah, 41 here, sorry, yeah. 41 to, um, where does it go, Tom, again? 41 to? to the 24. Actually, actually, the beginning here, is actually the 13, but the 41 is what starts the interest in it. But yeah. the quarter starts at the 13. Mm -hmm. So we have this quarter, which is the quarter of uh, initiation. Yes. Yep. And then we're going into the next quarter, which is civilization, quarter of civilization. And then we're going into the quarter of uh, duality, Right. And we ending with the last quarter, which is quarter of mutation, a yes. mutation in the world. Uh, then also what Tom was saying about the inner truth uh, when he was referring with Jupiter. So you guys can see all those numbers here on the right. So that's the gate, the gate with the line. And you can see the influence of the planets and how planets influence us based on gates. Um, so Jupiter is here in the hexagram 61, which is the inner truth. That's why Tom was referring, well, inner truth, it, it's time for us to look inside and not outside anymore. And it's a conjunction with um, Pluto, who is here as well. And what Pluto say, truth, transformation and psychology. So that's really how we're going to find our truth and how we're going to be able to transform is by looking inside, you know, the gate of the mystery, the inner truth. And, and, and I like when Tom say, but I know this winter you were always saying to me, but people go to India looking for inner truth when inner truth is here. There's no need to go to India to listen a new guru or Swamsi, whatever, you know, right? <laughs> inner this truth is the, Yes, Ben, thank you. This is the first line theme that we are in now that mm -hmm. we are fixing to exit. Mm -hmm. This is a premonition. This what all these are, these so-called difficulties or emergencies. What is an emergency other than the opportunity to emerge and see? That's mm -hmm. all they're trying to do is get your attention so that you can see what is as opposed to what you think you think you think is or you've been told is by all the other so-called experts. I submit to you that an X is an unknown quantity and a spurt's a small release under pressure. I don't think you really ought to pay attention to that all that much. So where we are going from the first line, insecure, trying to figure everything out, thinking we don't, is going to the sixth line. 
being the thing that we are looking for, not looking for it anymore, but being that. This mm -hmm. is going to be such an and suddenly in evolution, and it's happening right now. We're getting these waves of chaos to make us more receptive to what's yeah. coming. You know, the greeting of the tribe, you're not from around here. That's yeah. not that friendly of a greeting, okay? Yeah. Yeah, okay, totally. these new beings that are coming into the world, emotionally aware, very receptive beings, they are not going to take the conditioning the way we did. That's so that's why, today, that's why today we have this uh, identity crisis, and that's where I wanted to go, you know, I wanted to, exactly. to bring, what's the problem today? Humanity crisis. So what I find out and you guys, you know, see if you can relate with and please Cheryl and, and Tom, feel free to add value or add something. But what I find out today in the world is that we have a deep, deep identity crisis due to the conditioning because that conditioning is not bad, but is, is taking us away from who we truly are. Right. Um, so we gave away our power to those institutions, and then we, we end up with very high expectation and, and our need weren't fulfilled that's why like the world is so lost and just chaos because because we gave away the power we were listening and outer authority based you know on whatever it is to do this to be this to go here you know etc and that was most mostly the manifesto propaganda as well you know for the last two thousand years right um so today well i love when ross say but we are living in the most fucked up, screwed, frustrated planet ever in the entire universe. And I think it's true. We have a huge amount of frustration around the planet, bitterness and anger. And that's the North self. It's the North self theme of generator, projector, manifesto, manifesting generator, right? And it leads to what? It leads to illness, competition, a lack of feeling worthy, you know, unworthy feeling, the, the, the scarcity, the fear, the, I'm not good enough, I feel shitty, I'm avoiding confrontation and truth, you know, and all those people constantly avoiding everything, I'm not going to say that, I don't want to rock the boat, you know, and avoiding their own emotions, mm -hmm. not knowing when enough is enough, with all those being with an open sacral, but also sacral people. You know, who are stupid as fuck and they keep going doing something they hate, but they're still doing it, you know, and they get waves and waves of frustration. So, and, and the, I want to say the, 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 the problem, the, the cause of it is the mind, right? The identification to the mind, believing, oh, this is me. This is who I am. And, and Cheryl, a little bit earlier, you say, oh, I enjoy observing this life as a passenger. And that's what human design is teaching us, how to stop identifying yourself to the mind and becoming more an observer, a passenger. And most of us are today on the roof. And being on the roof, that's what we're doing. We are observer, right? So, you. yeah, yeah. Tom or Cheryl, do you have anything to say like about, you know, those problems? Do you want to, do you want to share more about your vision? Like how do you, what's your perspective on this? Ooh, Tom or me? Say again. Tom or me? Uh, the first one oh, yeah. who wants to start. Yeah, go for, go for it if you want to start. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like the, 
you know, everybody is holding on still to the seven center programming. Mm -hmm. And, you know, especially now the, 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 the crisis, the, the global crisis we're having, mm -hmm. you know, the fear, um, giving the mind control, making decisions of the, from the mind. And, um, yeah, I guess we are all here lucky that is part of our fractal having human design to help us because in these days it really is human design that um, that I don't that I'm not part of the whole um, fear you know the, the, the you know the seven center being was uh, programmed to um, fear of survival that was their mm -hmm. that's how they were driven right mm -hmm. so and they had the mind awareness so the mind was um, making all these decisions and mm -hmm. what we see now is the transformation of people trying to get back their authority and they don't know how and we live in a time now that all of all of our freedoms is taken away mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so it's very you know um not only a humanity crisis it's going to be an inner crisis as well yeah I think I like you know, what you said. I like what you said when you said um, we have all those humans who are trying to get back their authority. You know? And that's what human design brings to us is how to take decisions based on an inner authority, right? Yes. Tom, anything to say? Yeah. Add? Yes. Uh, something I'd like to be able to say to Cheryl and all the other projectors in the world is that while manifestors have been at the top of the so-called hierarchy up to now, they are stepping down, reluctantly or otherwise, they are stepping down. And that position is going to be given to projectors. And projectors are here to be the guides, okay? Mm -hmm. And one of the things that you may notice in them is there's this <clears throat> there can be <clears throat> a level of incredible sweetness or a level of incredible bitterness, depending on whether they are activated as they are, not as anything other than who they are, they need to be recognized. Mm -hmm. So if you want the information in terms of guidance that is going to be available, we are going to be looking up at projectors now and ignoring manifestors. Mm -hmm. Projectors are here to guide us, but they need to be invited and they can only accept the invitation by which they feel recognized okay mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so <clears throat> i just want to put a shout out for projectors who have been apparently in the background you've never been in the background you have doers and you have waiters okay and the doers can and do do themselves right over a cliff on a daily basis and take a tremendous amount of resources and humanity with them over that three thousand foot drop if it weren't for the waiters saying <clears throat> excuse me, <laughs> you might want to look where you're going before you actually arrive. You are fixing to go 3,000 feet straight down, okay? Mm -hmm. So you can see that when the, when the milieu goes from the insecure first line who thinks we gotta ask everybody else what, what to do to having to know what to do yourself, we are going to be in need of guidance. And where we're going to find that guidance is in projectors so get to know your projectors get to know their design invite them out and watch the profundity that will start to come out of these people it's in them 
It's in them. They're so open to energy that it's all there for them. It's yeah. where they can become incredibly wise if they're not overwhelmed. So three cheers for the projectors. We're going to need them. Yeah, totally. I, I can totally relate with this because, I mean, I have Cheryl around me. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I mean, <laughs> right? How many times I text you and I say, oh, I'm so fucked up. I need yeah. <laughs> you recognize me all the time and you ask me for guidance. You invite me yeah. to guide you. And I really, uh, you know, I learn a lot from it as well, you know, to uh, how to guide a generator and ask the correct questions. Yeah. Yeah. And then if you look at a design chart, Ben, if you can put my design chart up really quickly, yeah. I'd, like to, I'd like to demonstrate something to Pope. You look at a design chart, you think, you think, you think, you see it. But if you look a little deeper, you're going to uh -huh. find a lot more there. And I want to be able to explain something to you when, as soon as Ben gets my design up, if, if he can up. do that. Up, yep. There you go. Okay. So you look at this and you see four motors. You see an emotional manifesting generator and you go, wow, what a nuclear power plant. Excuse me, I live that design. There's no nuclear power plant, there. okay? You look at my sun and my earth, 70% of my neutrinos and who and what I am is in a projected element. Look at my moon, the, dr the thing that drives me. It's in a projected element. Look at my authority. It's in a projected element. I am a hermaphrodite times three. Yes, I am a generator. A generator is a generator is a generator. Yes, I have a manifesting capacity, but 70% of what I am is a projector. Wow. Something to ponder, right? Mm -hmm. Those other yeah. are only available to me when I am recognized for my moodiness about the spirit of the community and whether the principles are right. That's the projected element in me. If you want the most beautiful guidance you will ever get from people, specifically projectors, you invite them based upon their projected elements. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. If you were to put Cheryl's chart up, I would invite Cheryl, I would demonstrate how you would invite Cheryl to be all that she can be. Here's Cheryl. Okay. Cheryl has the capacity, just like Ra, the 4323, to be a genius and a freak. What is the difference between a genius and a freak? Cheryl will tell you right away, there is no difference between a genius and a freak. The perceived difference is that the genius can explain what he knows and the freak cannot, but they both know the same thing. It's a projected element. It's a self-projected element from someone who is like she who remembers. She has tremendous amount of download. People tell her their stories. She listens. So he has a tremendous amount of experience to be able to share with people. If they invite it out of her, what she will have to say will be absolutely profound, not only to them, but to her. She will be shocked. Oh my God, look what just came out of me. This is what needs to be done to put a projector in its proper place so that we actually have viable guides in a time where we're really going to need those guides. Okay, she's a stubborn little being and she's not going to apologize for it. She has to be stubborn to fight off all of that open conditioning in order to continue to be herself. What that stubbornness is, is the ability to find purpose in life. 
when you go up to Cheryl and you say, Cheryl, I get the feeling that you've done a lot of research. Look at that spleen. Look at that defined out that projected element. Look at all those activations. All the fear gates except for one of them are there. Let's be clear about fear. Fear can be out of control and be a problem. But it is, it is after all, the fear of getting hit by a bus that causes one to look both ways before they step out into the street. So it can also be a prerequisite for awareness to survive. That's what the spleen is all about. Okay, this is a lady who knows all kinds of things about what to approach, what experience to have. Is it going to lead to a purposeful and meaningful life? Okay, is it going to be the correct pattern? Is it going to have continuity even possible? Does it take us to the future and is there depth in it? That's Cheryl. When you invite her into a conversation based upon saying to her, I get the feeling that not only do you remember and know something of great value that you can explain, but you know the value of it. You know the purpose of it. Would you share that with me? Watch what happens to this woman when you do that for her. Well, I'm telling you, I can tell you what happened. Like <laughs> my life, I've been just incredible because it, it's been five years, you know. Um, and remember, Cheryl, how many times I asked you, like, you know, and she was asking me very specific question and I end up moving in Asia and living in Thailand and I end up like becoming a digital nomad. And she was like, Ben, why don't you do this? And what about this? And I was really responding. And it's amazing. It's exactly what you say. She has this ability to fully, you know, um, put out kind of like the purpose out of me and to really help me find what's correct and, and by sharing my ideas and things and stories she was able to just like in an amazing way just giving me answers and guidance and, and asking the right question and and yeah and then I moved from from Thailand to Malaysia Malaysia to the US and and, and I remember last year I was in Los Angeles and I wasn't feeling good and I had a chat with her and she was like Ben what about going to Boulder and, mm -hmm, and I responded and that's how I ended up being in Boulder, you know, and, and then how I ended up moving back to California again. So, mm -hmm. yeah, totally. It's kind of amazing. Yeah, very, very, very intriguing. So this is just one demonstration. Mm -hmm. We happen to use Cheryl and project yeah. as an example of how radical things are going to change. Mm -hmm. We're going to get away from all this need of gurus, need of experts, need of medical doctors, need of religion, blah, blah, blah. I'm not saying, I'm not talking spirituality. I'm talking mm -hmm. about religion, okay? Mm -hmm. Religion is a very different phenomenon than spirituality. Mm -hmm. Religion is a prime example of taking a new message, the new wine and putting it in an old wineskin and ending up with nothing but old wine, the old message repeating itself. That is not what the spiritual world is here to do. And that, that's the problems that we're facing yeah. today, right? That, that's the identity crisis that we're facing. That's the illness, the, the, this deep feeling of competition, or, you know, this fear of, like, not having enough, or the lack, or the fear of, you know, oh, he's winning and I'm losing. You know, this, this yeah. difference of, like, I win, you lose, you lose, I win, you know, all those things, right? Um, so bye-bye. So, right. so, right. Let's talk about Darwin for just a second. Yeah. Darwin is the one who put all this conditioning out that it is a survival of the fittest, that yeah. it's a war out there, that it's a competition. You better get out there and compete. And that's the manifesting propaganda, right? That's the manifester. It's manifester. It's also uh, observation of not knowing exactly what you're seeing. And it is, it is manifester propaganda, but it is also just a complete 
non-truth. Mm -hmm. If you look at things in today's world, you see that these species that survive, they survive through cooperation, not competition. Mm-hmm. And that's the lesson that we are here to learn. You know, we're the yeah. only species on this planet that's stupid enough to have to pay to live here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> no other yeah. species pays to live here. Yeah. If, we get, in, if mm-hmm. we get into the business of cooperating with one another, mm-hmm. the way we are going to get where we're going is not through separation, but through union. We mm-hmm. get in the boat, we all paddle in the same direction at the same rate of speed. We yeah. get there. We yeah. get there. And I just want to say something as well, because I know some uh, manifesto are here and are watching us, you know, it's not about blaming them, right? There's no one to blame here. It's not about blaming manifesto at all, correct? No, that was functional for its time, but that time is over. And if you don't think it's over, wait till 2027 hits. Yeah. (laughs) It's over. It's, we're, we're at 1159 and 59 seconds to midnight right now. Yeah, yeah. We're one second away from this. Now it's seven years in our time or six and a half years in our time, but what's time? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> for sure. Yeah, t- yeah. T- seven years ago was 2013. Doesn't that feel like yesterday? So yeah. what does that mean? Tomorrow is going to be 2027. Yeah. This is going to happen radically and quickly. Wow. Yeah, something to ponder. Yeah. <laughs> That's interesting. And that's going to be in episode two and episode three, or we're really going to dive deeper into what's happening for 2027. So you guys um, stick with us every Sunday because that's going to be awesome. Uh, Let's have a look. Identity crisis. That's really something I I wanted to to share a little bit because we can see the self versus the not self. And and I'm going to talk from my personal experience. That's something that I've been through um, for the last couple of years, you know, this identity crisis, like who the hell am I? And I remember Jim Carrey said something like, um, I've been playing so many characters into so many different movies. And at some point, I was like, but if it's so easy to lose Jim Carrey, so who the hell is Jim Carrey? You know, he was losing himself, playing so many different roles, so many identification. Um, and, and that something kind of happened to me as well. I was just like lost. I was like, okay, but who is Benjamin? Like, who is talking right now? Who am I? You know, there was the, the self versus the not self. And I believe everyone do have this inner conflict between what we think we want and what actually is correct for us. And I remember, Tom, you told me something like this, you know, this winter, um, uh, you were like, believe me, you don't want what you think you want. And I was like, <laughs> hell yeah. You know? <laughs> that was a shock for me, you know? <laughs> so um, we're going back to this inner stability in a very unstable world. So by, by listening or, you know, authority, by listening what is correct for us. And that's why I say being correct as ourselves. So we can take the conditioning away and we can go back to what is clearly us. So the self. Um, do you guys have something to share about this? You know, like the, the difference between self and not self and how human design can really help us to, to be able to really see this and being correct for ourselves. You know, to not, to, to not have this pain. Because that's what I can feel today in the world is the deep self-hatred, you know, the deep pain that people are trying to, to move away from this, you know, with all those distraction. And now everyone is quarantined, everyone is just stuck at the house and they have no other choice than just face it. 
No, there's no all those distraction anymore. So how can we deal with this? Like, well, what's your thought inside on it? Gerald? Well, so <laughs> for me, I like, first of all, the self and the not self, you know, it's, it's, it's the one coin, it's one coin. Mm -hmm. And um, we have to accept our not self. It's there. It's not gonna go away. You, you just the magic is that you become aware of it when you are in your not self, and you can maybe figure out where the conditioning comes from. But um, you know, most people they think you know I have always have to be in my true self, my true self. But not self is also part of your duality. So don't don't um, you know. I don't know how to don't don't um, avoid it. Don't avoid it. Mm -hmm. And um, especially now, you know, everybody is inside. You know, you'll be having a hermit with maybe um, you know the fourth line with living with six line people. You know, very social and very antisocial people living in one room. And you know, the conditioning will be more, and it will be you know yeah. things can happen. But just be aware, you know, it happens. You cannot, you know, even if you're like Tom, you're, you're doing human design so many years, like, it's not like you still have experience your not self once in a while. Right? Yes, of course. So basically what you're saying is like the, the most important things would be to fully observe and being, being able to discern when you're going into your not self and when you like self. And I think the exactly. best the best way to observe it for a projector is going to be oh do I have bitterness right now or do I have success correct yes exactly that's one of the ways but it can also be you know not self just specifically if you look at the centers mm -hmm. you know I'm a non I'm a non-emotional person and I've been having got invited into a relationship a couple of months ago with an uh, in solar plexus person and I haven't been in a relationship with in years with somebody who's emotional. So I can see my not self solar plexus and I and actually enjoy it because I haven't experienced it in such a long time. So I wouldn't, I don't have, I didn't have anything to, um, you know, compare it with. Mm -hmm. You know, my last relationship was a splendid person. So we were totally mm -hmm. cold and cool mm -hmm. and, you mm -hmm. know, so I didn't yeah. experience all. Yeah. So, I actually enjoy the, the going through my not self and yeah. experiencing, oh, okay, now I'm, um, you know, I'm avoiding confrontation. Yeah. You know, so would why you say, is that? Yeah. So would you say as long, as long, oh, let's stay here on your chart, but like, would you say as long as you not taking decision based on your not self, it, it's some things that you pretty enjoy observing. Exactly observing maybe experiencing and it happens some once in a while that I, I i make a decision from my not self and i yeah. become aware of it and then i just reflect on it but i don't you know um because that's also very mental like yeah becoming guilty you know like oh my god i made a not self decision why 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 yeah. oh my god i'm, I'm not <laughs> you know yeah that's that's crazy so mm -hmm. yeah just be nice. aware and don't, um, yeah, like you said, don't, don't make any decisions yeah. from it. Yeah. Tom, do you want to say something? 
I did want to say something, but I just forgot. I'll raise my hand again when it comes back to me. Okay, it will come back. It's a wonderful thing to lose from time to time. You'll find it when you need it. Yeah. <laughs> my tongue, it'll come back. Yeah. Well, something like with my charts, um, what, what you say about observing the not self, I can tell with, with open ajna and, and open throat, like completely open throat. I mean, if you have a look on this beautiful, it's totally open. I have no gate activation. So I really have no idea what's going to come out of my mouth. And, and it's very funny. Um, and I can tell when I go into my note self, I'm all about trying to attract the attention. Hey, look at me. I'm going to do this. Look. <laughs> and, and you can be pretty sure like two days after I'm going to text Sherry and I'm going to say, oh my God, I'm so annoyed with myself. I'm bored with myself. Like, look at this stupid being i always try to get attention and and i know when i take decision based on this well i meet nothing else than resistance i have resistance and i end up frustrated and i end up tired and i just exhaust myself with yeah my own bullshit which is kind of funny to observe um, mm -hmm. well it is worthy of noting that the so-called not self is not all bad. I appreciate mm -hmm. Cheryl bringing this out, which is why I invited her to speak, okay? Mm -hmm. Anytime you invite Cheryl to speak, something's gonna come out. <laughs> you know, the idea that when you look at something and you see that it's apparently empty, it's not empty. Mm -hmm. It's wide open, okay? This is where you can become incredibly wise if you don't become overwhelmed, okay? Mm -hmm. If you can be a rather cool in your observation of this without judgment positive or negative but just in observation this is where you will come up with the objectivity which is the projected attitude of a healthy sixth line being is objectivity okay mm -hmm. it's not that pessimism is a problem pessimism is an intelligent response to the fact that so much doesn't work and in those so-called experiments that didn't work what you found out is this little phenomenon that Cheryl was trying to illuminate for us. Could it be possible, could it be possible that the so-called demons we carry are actually our friends that are trying to inform us of things that we would benefit from knowing, okay? Mm -hmm. If you try to hold all that at bay, you're practicing separation, okay? Mm -hmm. If you're willing to, okay, let's sit down and do business with this. Let's, observe this without judgment let's just stay in observation that's what it is to be a six line being objective let's maintain a little objective observance here for a moment and you'll get the message the crisis the so-called emergency is nothing more than an opportunity to emerge and see that is what it is there for mm -hmm. it is not the enemy conditioning can be positive as well as negative mm -hmm. But first thing I tell people when I sit down to do a reading for them, I say, look, it's anything coming from the outside, it may be good, it may be bad, it may be anything in between, but if it's coming from the outside, it not necessarily, it's definitely not you. Yeah. So yeah. you give them based upon their strategy, the way to filter your voice. I say, my voice is coming from the outside. Yeah. yeah. I am not you. Yeah. I am doing the best I can to explain what I can to you. It is you who decides whether that is for you or not based upon your strategy. If you're a generator, are you getting up? Mm -hmm. If you're a projector, are you feeling recognized? If you're a reflector, are you surprised or disappointed? If you're a manifester, do you feel peace or do you feel anger? 
Mm -hmm. So you give them the filter right away from everything. We're not here to become authorities for people. Mm -hmm. We're here to get them in touch with their authority. And these so-called not self places, this is where we can be wise. Mm -hmm. Definition is fixed and narrow in its way of being therefore reliable to make decisions. But it's not a place where you're going to be wise. It's going to be a place where you can make decisions correctly as yourself. Mm -hmm. So if you look at the conditioning that's coming at you and you're working with your strategy and your authority of how to filter information, you'll take in what you want and the rest will go in the sewer. Just like the food you eat, you get the nutrition from of it, the rest of it goes in the sewer where it belongs. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, totally. Yeah. And yeah, and it really leads us to, <clears throat> and by the way, this is the, the last 10 minutes, um, maybe 15 minutes, and then we, we're just done with the slide, guys. But it leads us to this, this slide that I made, and I really like it, because I remember um, this winter, again, you know, with, with Tom, we spent a lot of time, and we were sharing about, it's all about tuning, you know, it's, you tune yourself into the universe. And, and if you see yourself as a music instrument, you know, playing, playing, having a part of this giant symphony in the universe, when you are correct for yourself and you recognize, people are going to tell you what to do. You know, they, they, they are like outer authority. They may be right for you, maybe but you need to see if it's correct for yourself. And at the moment, you are able to play this game. So being correct for yourself, you start tuning your body. And we're gonna talk on an energetic level. You know, that as a, as a shaman, I work a lot with energy and I have this ability to tune into people's consciousness, into the, the higher field. And I can see energies, I can feel those energies. But this is what is happening on a deepest level in your physical body and then energetic body. So you're going to start broadcasting a frequency that is correct for yourself. So you're going to start broadcasting your signature, which is satisfaction for generator, which is, you know, a peace for manifester, which is success for projector or, you know, being surprised um, for the reflector. But mostly by being correct for yourself, you start a cellular transformation. You, you flip completely on a cellular based all the cells your dna your your whole body and and you can say bye bye to illness there's no more sickness we haven't been designed to be sick creators at all so at the moment you are fully correct for yourself you tune into this beautiful symphony as a universe and this is when the magic is happening because we are deeply passive and receptive so we have don't know we we, we have no idea what is coming to us we don't know what is coming to us. And, and this is about surrendering. And if we have a look, what's the strategy for generator? To wait to respond. What's the strategy for projector? To wait for the invitation. What's the strategy for the reflector? To wait 28 days. So almost 92% of the population is here to wait. Yes. So by simply being, we wait, we tune into the universe and the universe just deliver everything to us because we are correct. So we're vibrating at a correct frequency. So everything is coming to us and we just have to respond or to wait to be invited. And yeah, and that's the, that's the trick. The trick is that the mind doesn't like this. The mind is like, oh, what can I do? You know, oh, we should do that. We should go here. And we, 
etc., etc. But I really like this image because it shows us the beauty of transformation through you know, human consciousness, through living the design, living who we are, uh, and being correct for ourselves. So we, we get the beauty, we get the chance to experience self-love, which is actually one of the most amazing things that we can have here. Um, Tom, Cheryl, yes, Tom, go for it. What you brought up that's so beautiful is the 25th hexagram. Innocence is the only hexagram that says anything about our health. Yeah. And it is the fifth line of that hexagram. Yeah. It's called recuperation. Yeah. <laughs> and innocence is sapped of its vitality. Healing is the first priority. What is the healing? Returning to the innocence of yourself. Mm -hmm. This is the entire mm -hmm. purpose for human design to mm -hmm. assist us in that process of being ourselves. You'll notice that there's not nearly as much resistance in your life if you're being yourself. You'll be more comfortable in your body, less wear and tear, mm -hmm. moving towards health, mm -hmm. the business of aging. The word age comes from the Germanic word alto. It only means to be tall, to be all that one can be. There is no mention of decrepitude in there. Mm -hmm. Decrepitude comes from conscious or unconscious decisions that take you away from being who you Return to the innocence of the self. Recognize the inner meaning of an affliction, the inner truth where Pluto and Jupiter are right now. You can see how we're being primed for this return to the innocence of ourselves. We'll live a lot longer. We'll be a lot more joyful. Notice I said joyful instead of happy. Happy is result dependent. Joy is not. Joy is something that was your maker's intention. It just wells up inside of you when you have the privilege of being yourself and loving yourself, then you have that to offer others. Can't offer what you don't have. Enough said for now. Yeah, yeah, thank you. <laughs> Cheryl? Yeah, I have nothing to share right now. Okay, okay. <laughs> well, so, I think that, that that's pretty it for, for today. It's like an hour and a half. Um, yeah, and that, that's mostly what I really wanted to share with you guys. So introducing this um, podcast on the Rising Phoenix, uh, the season one. So we're going to have four episodes in this season. Uh, the first episode was really talking about like general human design, general information, uh, 60 perspective on the world. Uh, the more we're going to go, on the episode, the more we will dive into the design, into you know the 2027, what's happening. We will take some time to really talk about projector, about generators. Um, yeah, how we can really make this transition the best for us as a 6-2. Um, so again, that was uh, our visionary mystic, Tom, Cheryl, and myself. Yes, Tom, do you wanna say something? Just a quick thing. Yeah. It, would be, it might be nice. We'll see how it goes. I would just suggest this. These people have patiently listened to us for 90 mm -hmm. minutes now almost. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It would be nice to have some time at the end of these things, maybe the last 10, 14 minutes, something like that, to give yeah. them an opportunity to be heard or asked a yeah, question. Yeah, totally. So I would suggest that. And if there's still time to do that, maybe somebody's got some burning question yeah. and we can work with that. But it would be very nice to include because of the number of people, it has to be kind of a speaker and an audience. Yeah. At the same time, it is also very nice to give them an opportunity to express. So I'll let you yes. do it. 
Yes, yeah, yeah, totally. No, thank you. That that actually what um what I was uh, thinking to do like really at the end to have an open make. So yeah, and and that's also you know the the gift and the advantage to be in live with us is that you guys are gonna have the ability to ask questions. But just to so just to finish this quick introduction. So that was us. Um, we spoke a little bit about Ra, the story. I invite you, you know, to go on YouTube and if you want to listen the story uh, behind the voice, you know, remember the encounter to the voice. The transit of the day, that's some things that you guys can have a look every day. Even if you don't really know about human design, you know, you can, you can buy the book, which is a very good one, uh, the human design, the, the science of differentiation. And at the end, you have a little bit of explanation on gates. So you can always read the gate and see which gate we are at at the moment with the transits. We talk about the problems that we are facing today, like what's going on today, you know, the humanity crisis. Um, the self, the not self, being correct for yourself, that's what human design is bringing to us. And for those of you who are completely beginner, uh, and those of you who are watching, you know, the, the live recording on YouTube, um, where to start? That's most of the time the, the, the first question I have from everyone who is contacting me on Instagram or Facebook. And I believe Cheryl and Tom, you do have the same question, but people are like, give me some things that I can start. How, how can I start to, to have a look in this knowledge or how can I start to learn about this knowledge? So I really want to tell you three very little simple things. The first thing is to get your foundation reading. You find a professional person, you find someone who is able to give you a foundation reading, and ideally the best is to have someone who has the same type and the same authority and the same profile. But this is really like in the best world, you know? Um, try to find someone who is around you so you can have an aura experience. And if it's not possible, well, um, go online, find someone with who you resonate, find someone you like, listen to the voice, you, you like the energy of the person. Uh, that's really my best recommendation. Um, first, get your foundation reading. So at least you understand your mechanic, your strategy, and you can start experiencing this knowledge by yourself. You know that everything that we share today, don't believe us. You really will be a fool to believe us, but you need to experience by yourself. You need to see it by yourself that what we share works and it is true for yourself that that's the beauty of human design um, and then for those of you who wants to go deeper um, we have foundation courses so Cheryl and myself here and I think Tom but I'm not sure he's doing it but let's see um, the first step is living your design course it's LID course and then you go into rave ABC and cartographic course again there are plenty of people who are certified you can find them and you can go learn with them the problem today is we have so many people in the world who are sharing about human design, but they have no idea about what they're talking about because first they don't live it. And secondly, they never study it. And, and I can't tell the difference. I've been studying it with Cheryl, you know, at the school and the international human design school. There's a big difference between studying the knowledge and getting a certification and simply, you know, reading books and watching free videos on YouTube. It's, it's a big difference and also living your design. That's what's gonna make the difference for you. I mean, to be honest and, and fully transparent, you know, in human design, there's nothing personal. Nothing is personal. At the beginning, it is personal. We, we have this tendency to take things personal, but then the more you go into human design, the more you realize, well, there's nothing personal here. And 
the three of us, we know this knowledge. We don't need to be here. We really don't need. So it's for you to take an advantage and to see how some people live their design and how they can navigate into the world because this is where we're going. 2027, sixth line frequency. It's going to be, sorry, I'm busy. I don't have time. I'm, I'm taking care of myself. I'm busy. That's what's going to happen, right? Uh, and the last things, um, if you want to find, you know, a mentor or like a guide or someone who can really coach you on how to live your design. Um, I know some people outside, you know, on internet, they have an amazing program that help you. I created one myself as well. And it's mostly helping you, you know, to go through your notes self, et cetera, et cetera. But anyway, just quickly, this is how you guys can start uh, the experience of living your design. And I'm going to end with this uh, before having an open mic and taking your question. But this is myself, Benjamin Torre. You can find me on Facebook. I'm a 6-2 generator, SACOL, uh, Incarnation Cross of Prevention. You can find my page on Facebook as well, Ben Life Changer, and my Instagram, Ben life changer as well and my website as well which is ben life changer as well so easy if you guys feel uh you want to text me you want to talk with me you want to work with me whatever this is how you can find me uh this is cheryl um 60 projectors planning cheryl if you want to say something about yourself but she has her page human design experience on facebook that's how you can find her um, she's a, a living your design teacher. I know you have an amazing program for projector, like a success projector things, right? Right. That's with uh, Rose Osman, who's a two four projector. Mm -hmm. um, so we're, we haven't um, planned anyone any courses yet for this year. We, you know, we're both splenic, so we do it spontaneously. Mm -hmm. We don't. Um, but the energy hasn't been there yet now. But it yeah. will maybe later it this will, year. Yeah. And then uh, you can um, check my human design page, human design experience for the classes. Yeah. So people Thank can you. contact you yeah, on, uh, on your Facebook. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and Tom, who is an amazing analyst. And um, um, yeah, you can, if you guys feel you want to contact Tom, I think you're not really on Facebook, Tom, aren't you? No, if the best is email. That's why I put your email, right? Yeah, email and Zoom would, is what would work for me. I, I really enjoy seeing the people that I'm working with. I prefer one-on-one. Mm -hmm. -on -one. There's a lot of people out there teaching the basics. Some of them are doing a reasonably good job. The rest of them are just doing what they can. But uh, I'm more interested in the uh, movement of the process rather than mm -hmm. the presenting of the foundational material. It's typical 6-2, mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. So at any rate, um, you know, if you if you want to know where this is going and how to get there, that would be more my focus. Uh, yes, I can do readings and this, that, and the other. I'm happy to do that. And we'll start doing those on Zoom now, which mm -hmm. I was adamantly against before <laughs> I started. It never ceases to amaze me how strong an opinion one, someone can have and express uh, with something they have no experience with. So you can teach an old dog new tricks and I've got a few more new tricks. Thank you very much, Ben, for all the trouble you caused. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I remember when we met like in December last year, it was like, oh, I don't want to hear about Zoom and I really like being in the aura with people and look at yeah, you yeah. now. <laughs> well, I'm actually in the aura with people. That's really yeah. kind of amazing to me because I've always thought of social media as anti-social media. Yeah. You got six people sitting at a table. They're all talking to someone who's not there. What yeah. the hell are they sitting at the table for? But, you know, this is the world we live in, and it's really a, quite a beautiful thing that's going on here. So, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. anyway, I'm going to be quiet, and hopefully uh, we give somebody a room to say something other than the three of us. Yeah. And maybe 
question or something such as that. All right, so how are we gonna do this? I'm just gonna stop sharing. Um, thank you so much. I hope you guys really enjoy this, uh, this, this podcast today. Thank you for being here. Um, I will upload the live recording, so the recording in the Facebook group and also on YouTube. So I will share this so you guys can find it on YouTube and let's have questions. So how we can do that, just like write down in the chat, you know, your questions and up. Chuck. Okay, so we have, uh, tuck, 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 tuck. okay, people are saying hi. I'm going to stop the recording for now and we're just going to keep everything for us, questions just for us. So again, thank you for being here and I see you next week for all the people who will be listening to the recording.